Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Behind Relationship Goals. I am Fofo. And I'm Bones. For today, what is our topic, Bonizi? If we go back into history and we look at men and women, historically men are known as the... Parang they wear the pants in the relationship, basically. Yeah, is that what you call a patriarchal society? There's a patriarchy. It's the father first, right? So parang siya yung leader of the family, Shane breadwinner ng family. Yes. And then historically, para sa mga babae, ang tinuturo nila dati, girls or women are known to be homemakers. So the men go to work and earn a living, and then the women are the ones that stay at home and take care of the kids. And then children, as growing up, little girls are trained to do housework and things at home while the boys and men are taught to do sports or how to work. I find this topic very old school. As the millennials have grown, we have Gen Z now, we yes. have whatever is after Gen Z. So many things have changed and evolved, although I do acknowledge that this kind of thinking where the men are the breadwinners and the women are the uh, homemakers. homemakers, it's still very much present. Mm-hmm. It's just that I feel like... In our situation, things aren't like that. Okay. I'm not sure. Actually, when I think about it now, there might be certain times where we fall into that same stereotype without knowing it. Well, let's go back first. Let's go back to our childhood. Were you ever taught a certain mindset as a child na kailangan paglalaki, ikaw yung leader ng family? I never really thought about that. So I guess it was never emphasized to me na when I grow up, I have to be the one to make the money. Hindi naman nagkaroon ng pressure na ask the guy, ako yung magkakapera. Because maybe my mom was also working. Mm. So we were more nine kids. Yeah. So eight at that time, both my parents needed to work. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so much money to take care of nine or eight kids. My mom needed to work. My dad needed to work. But they were able to get by and they were able to give us a lot of things in fairness to them. But it never ever felt like it was my dad who was pressured to bring in the money. Like, I never felt that. Maybe they had that internally, but they always shielded us from it. We never noticed anything. What about you? For me, I feel like I'm towards the same route as you. Growing up, when we were living in the States, my mom worked three jobs. My dad had a nine-to-five that he was working on. So both of my parents were also working. So I didn't really feel like they tried to emphasize na kailangan lalaki yung breadwinner or kailangan babae na sa bahay because both of my parents were at work. So yeah, I didn't really grow up around that. But when I moved to the Philippines, when I was in the fifth grade, we had certain subjects na in the books, you would see na if it was something towards homemaking or doing things around the house. Because we had a subject directed towards that. The pictures in the book would always be women. And then if it was farming or a masculine type of job, it was more of the men. And let me just continue. Even when it came to like the things that we would do in school, you know, clean up and then the boys would do like the hard work and the girls would like water the plants. So that was an observation that I had growing up. So forceful, Bonizi. Let me just continue. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, oh, okay, sorry. I'm guy. so sorry, my dear. I wasn't done. I was my so God. sorry. <laughs> okay, but anyway, after that shocking revelation of Bonizi's aggression, I just remembered from your story that my sisters who studied in AC, Assumption College, mm-hmm. they had this class called Parang Home... home economics. Home, home economics. economics. There yeah. you go. And we never had that. When I was a student and I would hear that they would have home economics homework and they were doing knitting or yeah, stitching. Yeah, we had... Yeah. Was it cross-stitch? Cross-stitching. There you go. Yeah. Ingit ako. I love it. Because from my parents, they never emphasized that the dad had to be the breadwinner and then the mom was the homemaker. So... I didn't have that bias. So when my sisters would come home and they would have cross-stitching and I was always very arts and crafts. I liked doing things with my hands and yeah. building things. Just like now, I like building computers. Mm-hmm. Back then, I was ako na may cross-stitching. sila. said, why don't we have economics? I wanted to do that. But of course, I didn't have voice out at that time. Because you thought na. Oh, they only have it in the all-girls school. Yeah, so I was is like, that oh, something yeah, yeah. that they don't teach in the all-boys school? Yeah, maybe it's just for girls. Of course, I was very young. I was, wow, maybe eight, nine, ten years old, palang. So yeah. hindi pa fully formed yung my ideas. But now that you said that, and I really was jealous because I liked all the colors, and I even imagined that I wanted to make a Super Mario cross stitch. <laughs> Super cute. Super cute, right? But I mean, like, we didn't experience that in our household, but it was something that was exposed to us in media. settings like media, in school, na they weren't being super direct about it, but it was slowly being instilled in our heads na, ah, yung home economics, pambabae lang ba talaga to? Or yes. yung mga hard work, like parang woodwork, or yung mga... Yung mga blue-collar physical work is usually reserved for, for men. men. Definitely, the idea was not present in our own homes, but outside, when you watch the movies, when you read books, there was definitely that kind of society where men do the physical hard labor, women do all the family caregiving stuff. But as we've grown, we noticed that there was that stigma how do you feel about it now? Now that we're a married couple, do I see that in our relationship? Not necessarily. I don't see it in our relationship. But if you did see it in another person's relationship, how do you feel about that? Honestly, when it comes to other people's relationships, and I say this time and time again, people have different ways of doing things. It may not always be something that we agree with personally, but people do things that work for them. I think that people see that in a negative way because of how history has led up to it. The women have been marginalized because by saying that the homemakers, they're not capable of being breadwinners. Yes, exactly. Or if a man is the homemaker, parang binababa niyo yung kakayanan niya because pambahay lang yung ginagawa niya. I think there's just so much history there that's led up to how people perceive that kind of setup. But in a nutshell, it's actually not bad at all. You're just dividing work. I don't think there's anything wrong if you take out the history and the context. For me, I see it as like, if you're baking, mm-hmm. one's the mixer, one's the person who puts it inside the oven. Okay. Is there anything less? Because both are required. Both are necessary steps. And for me, in our family, a family of two, palang so far if i were the breadwinner and you were the homemaker like i was earning all the money and you were taking care of the house that's cool and if you reverse that and i was the homemaker and you were the breadwinner that's also fine for me because for me the way i see it these are necessary things that you need to do it's also okay if we have both which is what we've done 
Yes. Half breadwinner, half homemaker. Same with you. These are both necessary. You can't have two breadwinners and nobody's going to take care of the house. I agree. It's always teamwork. It's always teamwork. At least that's how I see it. But I understand that there is definitely a prevailing issue which we don't fully understand because of the way we were brought up. We were not really exposed to that as much. It's not an issue that we encounter as much in our own daily lives. I think because we've seen the different sides, like we know what it's like from the families that we've interacted with na pag yung lalaki lang yung breadwinner and then yung babae yung homemaker. What if, for example, they want to switch roles but then there are certain factors that hinder them from that? Like, let's say one of them is ashamed. Like, the man is ashamed to be a homemaker because of what his family will say. He was brought up in a family setting na sinasabi, kailangan ikaw yung mag-uwi ng pera. It's different for different situations. Yes, it's very different, which is why I find it difficult talking about something which we're not so knowledgeable of because we didn't really experience it and we're not experiencing it now. So I think what would be nice is ikuwento natin ano yung setup natin. Okay. In relation to this issue of male breadwinner female homemaker. Okay. It's always a challenge trying to figure out when relationships come together and newlyweds start living together. Oh, ano yung duties mo? Ano yung duties ko? Because mm, one of the things that Father Francis, our priest who married us, he wanted to remind us is as a couple, you need to talk about what responsibilities you both have inside and outside of the home. So, Megan, you need to talk to Mikael with the things that you feel that you will be more efficient with, that you will be able to contribute more to, and then Mikael needs to do the same with Megan. And then you meet middle ground to see kung saan yung hahatiin yung mga responsibilidad nyo sa bahay. In other words, we play to our strengths. For example, if I'm good with numbers, I'll take care of the financials. If Megan is better with handling people, she's the one handling all the bills payments or any other household necessities that requires interacting with people. Mm -hmm. But the pitfall there is that there are times na may same weakness tayo. Yeah. Cleanliness is oh. both our weaknesses. Yes. Paano yun? So that's where we need to come together and start saying, okay, paano to? Tulungan tayo dito. You remind me and I'll remind you on what you have to do to clean or if you didn't do a very good job. Okay, let's give certain situations para mas klaro sa kanila. Okay. For Mick and I, like he just mentioned, he's the numbers guy. What we tried to do before is that Mikael tried to teach me finance, which he did. I got basic knowledge of finance and money and what needs to happen, which is important. Kasi kahit na siya yung mas maraming alam, I also need to be aware of what he's doing and that's how we make everything efficient. What if Mikael isn't there to do these things? I need to be aware of the things that I need to do in terms of money. Yes. Before, Mikael would get frustrated with me because I was not doing things up to date. I wasn't efficient with handling my finances and my money. And we both decided at that point that it was definitely a weakness for me, handling money. So we decided na sige, Mikael would be in charge of it and then I will be the second lead to this. So what happened there is because I enjoyed handling the finances, I gladly took it from Bones. But I told her that it should not be an excuse for her to shy away and not improve her own skills. Because mm-hmm. I'm not always going to be there. And the times that I'm not around, kailangan maintindihan niya kung ano yung iiwan kong 
financials or ano yung iniiwan kong data mm-hmm. or pag may pumasok na pera she needs to know what bank account it goes into very very basic stuff lang I think that's very important because some people when they say oh ako bahala dito they will just not care at all that can't happen So with Bonizi, even for the simple things, when she's baking cookies, I need to know how to kind of bake those cookies as well. So that kung maiwan niya or she goes out all of a sudden, kaya ko siyang saluhin. Yes. I don't need to be able to do it as well as her or as efficient as her, but I need to have some sort of framework of how to help her just in case. I read a comment before that said na I don't know how to cook. Megan, ano ba yan? Di ka marunong magluto. Paano ka magiging mabuting asawa? Do you think that I'm not a good wife because I don't know how to cook for you? No, of course not. I don't base how good of a wife you are on the skills that you have. To be honest with you, it doesn't matter to me what skills you have and what skills you lack. Because the skills that you have, if you want to improve that or the skills that you want to learn, for me, that's the journey I want to be on with you. Mm-hmm. So if you want to learn new skills, if you want to improve your own skills, then let's do that because that's what I think makes up our relationship and the journey that we have. But as I that's something I can look forward to. I also think that the stigma of women having to be homemakers, grabe naman yung pressure na binibigay nyo sa mga women these days when it comes to marriage. Because like for me, what I see important in my relationship with Mikael is our trust with each other, our communication with each other. Cooking for Mikael is really not a priority for me because I know that we can get it in other places. I know that we can order food. You know, Mikael is very easy to please when it comes to food that he wants. From an outsider's point of view, maybe it does matter in your relationship. But for us, it isn't a priority. So when I see comments like that, honestly, it doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't affect it you. It doesn't affect me. In the way that they intend to affect you. Yes. I have also seen, similar to the comments you've seen, where they tell Megan, Ay, batang messy ni Megan. She's not gonna be good housewife to Fofo. <laughs> you have to be like this and like that. No, she doesn't need to be like this or like that. We know what our relationship is about. We know what our strengths and weaknesses are. And we know the roles that we play in each other's lives. We know how to try and help each other. Of course, it's a very imperfect situation. I think our relationship is focused on strength and we like to focus on our strengths and work on our weaknesses, whether or not it is a stereotype na dapat lang or stereotypical lang. There's another story that I'd like to tell, which I've told you already before as well. What happens when one of the partners is making more money than the other? And then, nagka issue. This gender role is not necessarily just about the men being one description and the women being another description. Mm-hmm. It's also about feelings that we have for one another when there is inequality. Okay. Or when there are times when someone has more and the other has less. And nagkat onagan lang. In any partnership, in any marriage, there are someone who's usually earning more. Okay. How do you feel about that? Someone earning more or less? I have a story to say, but I just wanted to hear your, your thoughts on that. I think it's really mindset. What is your mindset towards this situation? Let's say your partner earns more than you. How are you going to tackle that? Are you going to tackle it in a way na ingit ka? Na pride mo? nawasak dahil mas mataas yung kinikita ng partner mo kaysa sa'yo? Or are you going to treat it in a way na, hey, my partner earns more money, I'm happy for them because they worked hard for it. I also want to achieve 
that type of sueldo, how am I also able to do that? For me, it's really mindset on how you're able to tackle these type of situations. I think you say it's mindset in a very simple way because it was not really a big problem for you. Given your personality and given the work that you have and the success that you've had, it's not something you super went through talaga. But Mm-mm. if you have a husband who's coming from a very competitive personality, someone who's always a winner, and then all of a sudden gets into a relationship where the woman, or or vice versa, to, uh, where the other partner is doing so much better, I think what you said applies. Iisipin mo ba, ay, nawasak yung ego ko, I'm just gonna put this person down. I think everyone goes through that. Yeah. To a certain extent. Yeah. But eventually, it has to grow into a new mindset where I'm like, this is okay because my relationship with this person is not based on whether I'm the better partner or not. Yeah, so it's valid that you feel this way because it's normal for people to have these types of feelings. But it's about what you do with these feelings and are you going to Grow grow from that. Which brings me to my story. Remember, 2013, Bonizi won Miss World. I'm ultra competitive and I like being good at the things that I do. I like being successful in the things that I do. It's a nice feeling for me. It's very fulfilling. And then my partner wins Miss World. And you think, is there anything that I can do that will ever amount to that? I think that's a legitimate thought process for almost anyone. Is that what you thought at that time? Definitely. That crossed my mind among so many things. So many things. Of course, you think about, okay, is she going to find someone else during her reign? How is she going to see me? What if her head grows so big that she looks at me and she's like, ah, this guy is nothing. I mean, you know, you have to acknowledge these things. These are realities. Yeah. It's okay to acknowledge that these thoughts exist because you're a normal thinking person. If for you to say, ah, they walayang walayang without acknowledging it, baka maging deep seated problem pa yan sayo. Okay, so you for have me, to acknowledge it. For me, on my it. very first week that you won, you, we didn't see each other. Eh. I thought about those things. I really took time in my room alone. And it was a mix of emotions. It was a mix of anger, jealousy, happiness, gratitude. Because these are wide-ranging ideas and yeah. thoughts that go into your head. And they really give you all sorts of different emotions. Yeah. But I decided that before I even see you, I had to deal with all of that. And I wanted to deal with it. In one week, I told myself, I'm going to try and acknowledge everything that I'm feeling from her winning. From all the good, being thankful, to all the jealousy and all the intimidation that came with it. I would be in my room and I was like, wow, how much money is she going to earn from this and what is that to me? Because at that point, I was like, I thought, okay, yeah, I can provide for her but all of a sudden, nothing I earn would matter. At least that's what I was thinking, right? Okay, okay. And then I got to the point, if I can summarize it into a couple of points, I thought that, one, let this motivate me. Let this motivate me to do my best. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, know that me as a person, you as a person, and our relationship is not based on who's winning. It's not based on who is better. Mm -hmm. It's based on eventually us being happy. And I needed to get there. It doesn't mean because I was aware of it that I got there already. Just because I knew the resolution to those feelings doesn't mean that I was there. Oh, why are you crying? (laughs) It's my first time to hear you say this. Bones. <laughs> Bones. Oh 
Moniz is crying. What the? <laughs> I didn't know you had these feelings. I, I told you these feelings, maybe just not in this detail. But I told you about this already. I wanted to open this up because I think that a lot of men with a lot of pride, and even women with a lot of pride, they go through this when the tables are turned. But I think you really need to know what is important in your life. Is your life really based on the success that you have in your workplace? Or is it based on the happiness that you have with the people that you love? You have to make that choice. So the thing is, when you have these feelings and... Let's say you're a prideful person, regardless if you're a man or a woman, and the tables are suddenly turned where your partner is just more successful and just has more than you in one part of life, maybe work life or okay. financially, whatever it may be. You have to make the decision, is your life and your happiness based on if you're winning in the relationship or is it based on the happiness that you guys have as a relationship? And like what is your motivation? You yeah. What is your motivation? What is your drive? And eventually I got to the point where, no, my happiness is based on how happy I am with this person, how happy I am with my brothers and my sisters. It's not based on am I better? It's not based on pag may family reunion kami, pwede ko sabihin, oh, artista ako, ito yung kinikita ako, ito may kotse yung ganito. Panis kayo, but I love you guys. It's not, diba? Yeah. There are people like that. And I had feelings like that when I was younger because I was in such a competitive situation. The attention that you would get from relatives were based on, I MVP ka ba? I top scorer ka ba dun sa basketball game mo? I honor student ka ba? And if you had these achievements, achievements, then you would have more attention. And that's something that a lot of people grow up with. To a certain extent, you may have had that, just not similar to mine. Maybe in a different experience. In a different yes. experience. For me, I think this still applies to our topic of gender roles. Mm-hmm. Because these are still one-sided feelings in a relationship that can ultimately be very, very destructive. And I think that people have difficult times dealing with this because it deals with very difficult issues. It deals with your ego. Definitely. I think ego is such a big factor in this because if we're taught from a young age that we have to be a certain way and we don't meet these expectations, we'll either feel let down by what the future has presented to us or... We'll feel ashamed. So, Bones, what was going through your head as you were listening to uh, my new revelations? Well, <laughs> no, I'm curious because just to frame what Bonizi is going to say, she's very different from me, as you can see. Our personalities and the way we grew up were very different. So for her to hear this from an ultra-competitive person, from someone who definitely has an ego and had one that was quite, you know, definitely very sensitive at that time, nagulat ka. Yeah. And I, I really explained it in more detail. This is the most detail that I've ever explained those feelings to her. Well, I feel shocked, one, that you had these intense emotions. I just saw it from a competitive point of view, but I didn't realize you went through that many emotions all at one time. And I didn't think that something like that would cause these type of emotions because usually when you have like an achievement, of course, the first thing that you want to feel is happiness. But I have to take into consideration that, you know, sometimes we we feel more than one emotion naman talaga. And that's acknowledged. And I'm glad you acknowledge that because you were able to tackle that right away. Is it selfish for me to think that I'm sad that I couldn't be there with you to deal with it? No, I don't think so. Because I was able to independently deal with it unknowingly. You are there to help me with it as well. 
Because like I said, I acknowledged it at that moment, but it doesn't mean that I had resolved it. Yeah. Alam ko lang na nandun. It took time. It took practice. We probably had fights or arguments or moments where yung root cause pala were my feelings there. There was a fight or two na yeah. ganun yung pinagmulan. And actually, some of our fights happened while I was abroad and away for a period of time. This isn't a one-way street. Bonizi, maybe without knowing it, you definitely felt a lot of emotions. I mean, let's use the jealousy part again, where I thought na, hey, she's gonna meet all these new people. And Bonizi naman, she's thinking, oh no, Fofo's gonna go out and dami na niyang kilala doon, baka he might meet another girl. Correct? Yeah, yeah I also so thought about that. There's always a flip side to it. And syempre, if you're an individual, you'll always rationalize na hindi, mas lugi ako, mas lugi ako. May ganun yun eh. But the thing is, if you're always gonna look at, okay, ano mas mabigat, sino yung mas lugi, you're getting away from the point. That The point is not knowing sino mas lugi. The point is figuring out, okay, how do I resolve this? How do I move past this? Like, I don't like this feeling. This feeling is not good for me, for her, or for us. Gotta figure it out. I'm so shocked. <laughs> like, honestly, it kind of made me speechless just hearing all of this right now. Of course, you guys probably know by now, I cry with every emotion that I feel. It's the most instant reaction that I have. But it was a pretty shocking revelation for me. Let me expound on that now. Obviously, we've had a lot of beauty queens who have won. It's always a talking point. Will they stick to their current boyfriend or not? That storyline is very intriguing because to a certain extent, this couple... Put in the limelight, people know that they're gonna go through intense emotions. Oh, yeah. Maybe they don't know the details of these emotions, but they're gonna go through it. And it's drama, just like a teleserie, just like a TV show where we are drawn to drama. You know, during Miss World, during the last couple of days before the final, one of the main reasons why a number of girls were crying is because they either broke up with their boyfriends, they found out their boyfriends were cheating on them. Mm-hmm. Or there was a problem na parang, you never have enough time for me, blah, blah, blah. Like, they didn't understand the situation and nasa competition siya. There are a lot of misunderstandings with partners during the competition itself. And they were never really resolved because, syempre, ego yan. Like, you know, time for me, you know, time for me. Pero sa totoo lang, baka they're insecure na na, uy, baka ang layo mo na sa akin, ang taas mo na sa akin. And of course, you could also think the same way. You're like, hey, I need your support. I need you. This yeah. is so hard for me. I, don't, I feel like I'm not doing well. And then you're there and you're just like worried about me being with other guys or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you really need to be able to see eye to eye and you need to move past those negative feelings first. You guys need to support each other from yeah. both ends. When I look back at it, Mikael, knowing how competitive he is and knowing you know, how you know, able to influence people in such a great way, he was the one that influenced the competitiveness or brought out the competitiveness in me because I had it. But I wouldn't take it to the next level. And he was the one that helped me bring my competitiveness to the next level. Mikael has brought so many good things into my life during that point especially because he helped me big time. So you talk about that in a good way. But at that time, I could have twisted that notion into a bad thing i would be like you know what i'm the one who dragged her butt to the gym all the time i motivated her (laughs) she'd be nothing without me yeah you could you could easily just so easy and people always do that people always twist it hindi lang sa relationships hindi lang sa relationship in partnerships in in, in teams mentorships in mentorships i made you my utang na loob ka sa akin so let's move back and move that situation into this gender role topic again into partnerships once again. When another partner 
has immense success compared to the other. And natamaan yung ego, there's always this tendency to downplay that. Diba? My success, and then when they come back, papagalitan for whatever, pero yun pala, yun na pala yung projection ng partner na, uy, I'm jealous of your success. Is there, is there like a situation that we had that we can relate to? I don't know if I can think of one because I tried my best not to show that to you. I tried my best to deal with that first before it gets to you. I didn't want that to get to you. Okay. Because I had seen it. I had seen it in friends. I had seen it in family. I just tried my best to not make it reach that point with you. Maybe to a certain extent. Pero baka may halo na kasing ibang emotion yun. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine uh, sometimes there are partners na when there's success from one, there's a tendency to downplay the... The success. The success. Like Kasi yung, naingit. Yeah. Parang sasabihin na, hindi, kayang-kayang naman ng iba yan. Or, so, oh, ano oh, ka may ba? Ganun, diba? Ano ka ba? Like, you still have so much more to achieve. Yung parang ganon. Oh, oh, like... Hindi, wala yan, wala yan. Pero the thing is, na-hurt ka na kasi na oh, oh. siya ang grabe yung success, ikaw wala pa dun. And that also will affect the relationship because instead of working on it together, feeling ko with comments like that, it could really hurt the confidence of the person that you're with. To prevent that. To prevent going to the dark side. Of course, once again, we can only talk about what we've done mm-hmm. from our experience. And for me, that experience is you need to know what is the core and foundation of your relationship. What makes your relationship yeah. happy? The core of our relationship is found in a very simple story. Bones, we wake up in the morning, you make me a cup of coffee. I don't care where we are. I don't care if we have a roof above our shoulders. In that moment, I will be happy. Oh, What makes me happy are the little things that we relate to with one another the little and simple things even if you take away all the success if you put me in Bonizi and we walk down a road and we talk about things and we're laughing because someone said something funny or baka medyo na da si Bonizi <laughs> in that moment that you're laughing you're not thinking about mas maraming success to mas maraming pera to nakakainis siya <laughs> No, you're happy. Like, you're purely happy. Pag may nadapa. Sorry, it's just always so funny. No, I know. I and know. I've accepted it. Or you're teasing one another and you're talking or you're telling a story or saying a corny joke. That is my core. That's why I tell you that we can move to the province. We can move here and there. It doesn't really matter where we are. It doesn't matter how much money we have because that's my core. And when you know that, when you know what makes you happy and what you want to grow in your relationship, at least from our experience, that's really helped and grounded me. How about you? Why am I only answering this? Because you were the one that was in the dark side. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, for me, the core of our relationship, it's not the success that we've been able to achieve thus far. It's not the amount of money that we're able to earn. For me, it's the good values that we share together that we learn from each other. The core of our relationship is also us bringing out the best in each other. The core of our relationship is us being happy. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why are you talking about that? You have not shared your own experience. When has there been a feeling of disparity and inequality for you? Or intimidation or insecurity that you had to deal with or we needed to deal with? Let's go back to like 2013. I had a very crazy year. I was traveling a lot. And then I go back into, you know, Megan mode. And I go back home to the Philippines and try to find something to do or try to find out my next path. Fofo 
knowing how driven he is and knowing how he thinks. He thinks very business-like. No matter what happens or what's thrown at Mikael, he already knows what to do or he finds a way to like make things work. From my perspective and my weakness was that I didn't know what I wanted to do per se. And sometimes I would feel intimidated or scared to like go through with an idea that I had because I won't be successful or I won't be able to do things as efficient as you or as great as you. So parang sometimes I would always compare myself to the drive and the workforce that you had in yourself. Parang I was already setting myself up to fail. I would hold myself back. Na parang shucks, hindi ko kaya. Although she still does think about that sometimes. I don't think like my feeling has anything to do with our relationship. I think it's a personal struggle that I have to deal with. Like I don't take anything against you for having this drive and motivation. I actually see it as something that I can look up to. One thing that I have to always keep in mind is that you work things a certain way. Your 100% is very different from my 100%. So I have to make sure that if I do something full force, I do it at my capacity. Because I'm burn out if I do things your way. I just have to keep in mind, do what works for you and do things that make you happy. For this past year, I have been slowly trying to do things that I want to do on my own. Without having to ask for your approval. You know how like before I would say na, Fofo, okay lang ba na gawin ko to? Like parang feeling ko I had to ask your approval if it was okay. And that's something that you addressed to me. Like, Bones, if you want to do it, you should go for it. If you're passionate about it, you should push for it. And I think that's a feeling that I had to deal with at a certain time. Dapat ba okay okay tong lahat ng ginagawa ko kay Fofo? I don't know if I completely agree with what you said, where you said you don't want to do 100% like me because you might get burnt out. And the mere fact that you're thinking of burnout before even trying out 100%. So these are the conversations that we would have. Because Bonizi would not want to try and give herself to a new activity because she's afraid of what will happen when she does it. And I tell her, usually, go for something. Go for something, give yourself to that activity, commit to it, and when there are problems, fix it when there's a problem. Na. Yeah. Because Bonizi has this attitude of foreseeing a problem, and kahit wala pa talaga dun, ginagawa na niyang problema niya. I was waiting for you to kind of say that, but I decided I'm just gonna blurt it out for you. <laughs> so, bago pa magka problema, iniisip na na at ginagawa na niyang problema. And I tell her, no, wait it out. Yeah. Go do your thing. Kasi baka sakaling may subukan ka at posibleng walang problema. Yeah. There are times, swak lang talaga. And I think that's the initiative that I've always asked of Bonizi. And it's something that I still ask of her. <laughs> that, hey, you want to grow as a person, you're going to have to try out new things. But you're not going to be able to try out new things if you're thinking of the problems first <laughs> before doing it. Yes. So I haven't completely gotten over that. It's a work in progress, honestly. But I think that I've been able to slowly get there. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Bonizi definitely needs to look for that motivation and that drive and assertiveness when it comes to anything, really. And me, I need to learn how to temper that ego and passion. Either of those attributes can definitely lead to a more destructive relationship or can be detrimental to a relationship. Those are just some of the stories that... 
And I'm happy to share because yeah. I think that people will be able to resonate and really be able to relate to some of the things that we said. And that brings us again to the loaded question of the week. Yes, for the loaded question of the week, if you guys want to answer it, put your answers in the comments or you can tag your answers to us at Mikael Daez and at Megan Yeo. So the first loaded question of the week dun, 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 dun. <laughs> is a financially successful woman a threat to her husband or is it a relief? A financially successful wife or woman is definitely only a threat to your relationship if you make it a threat. Mm. Of course, it is a relief if you're more financially free as a couple. That's yes. great. Having financial freedom is a great thing. Yun nga lang, I think the more important thing is you need to know that it can become a threat and it will only become one if you allow it to. It can be different kinds of threats. Huh? One, it could be a threat to how you perceive it. Like, one person could perceive it in a way na bakit mas marami yung kinikita ng asawa ko sa akin. Or it could be a threat in a way na ah, okay, kumikita na siya, hindi ko na kailangan magtrabaho. Oh, wow, yeah, that's also... Diba? Yeah, so parang how, that's new, yeah. If you have the second way of thinking and you say, ah, I'm not gonna work. My wife earns enough money for the family. I'm just gonna do whatever I want. That's also dangerous. It's very dangerous as well because are you giving up your contribution to the household because of your partner? What other kind of contribution can you make to the house if you feel like you shouldn't work anymore? Kailangan may solution yun lagi. Yeah, you need to resolve that because hindi pwede na, okay, you're making enough money, I'm gonna be a dead fish now. <laughs> dead fish? Or like, like vegetable. I'm just gonna play Ragnarok all day and load up my account whenever I want to forever. Yeah, okay, so let's put it into perspective. Either you were the financially more successful one or I was the more financially successful one. I would not want to just sit at home and just like feed off your money. Personally, I I like working. I like earning my own money. I like making a contribution to the household with you. Whether or not I reach the amount of money that that you make. For me, gusto ko may contribution din ako. I have a nice answer to this, I think. Iyak na naman ba ako? Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my answer to this is I do not mind if I suddenly am making a lot of money. I don't mind if Bonizi stops working. If Bonizi suddenly starts making a ton of money, I hope she doesn't mind if I stop working. If there is still a decision to grow as a person. Because if you are making enough money, and I'm doing work that doesn't necessarily make me happy, then okay, yeah, there's freedom to make that choice to quit your job. But you have to make another conscious choice to still grow as a person. And to grow as a person, you need to do something. Like I said, don't be a dead fish. You don't need to be working to grow. Yeah. You can do so many things. What if you wanted to be the best father in the world? Oh, I was just going to say that. Right? What if you wanted to be the best father in the world and... That's very tangible. You can feel that. People can see that. People can see it in your actions and the way you move. And you can always continually become a better person and father every day. I think that's something that's, that can be done. Like and I don't take that against you just because you don't work. When the time comes na we have kids na, like let's say we have our first child. Personally, I would like to stay at home and take care of our child and that would be my contribution to the no, house. No, you work. <laughs> <But> <laughs> kidding. Go. Take care. Go, go, go. Anyway. So parang my contribution as your wife and as 
one of the heads of the household is that I will take care of the kids and hopefully when I want to start working again, we can trade positions. <laughs> like, would you be willing to do that? We take turns working. I think that is the topic for another podcast. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on that. Really? Can't we discuss it now? We're talking about gender rules. No, no, no. This is different. Okay. Family dynamics then for me. So, for me, at least. And I think we were able to discuss a lot of nice things about gender roles. If you have other questions, if you have other subtopics under gender roles that you'd like us to discuss, please don't hesitate to comment. We can I always discuss more. Yeah, but I think that's all the time we have for this episode. Wait, so are we going to talk about in the future family planning? Yeah, we should. Let's do that. Well, family planning on the podcast. Why not? Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. I'm Bye. Fofo. I'm Bones. Bye. Bye-bye-bye.